Hey everybody, thank you for taking time to listen to this message. I pray that it's a blessing to you. And I want to remind you today, no matter what's going on in your life or around the world, the Lord Jesus loves you. God has got everything under control. And cheer up, friend. Jesus is soon coming. May the Lord Jesus bless you and keep you. God bless you. Shall they call on him in, in he, call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's pray. Father, we love you this morning. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your, your glorious gospel. Lord, thank you for the word of God. And God, I pray that you would help us this morning to rightly divide the word of truth. I pray, Father, that if there's one here that does not know Christ, I pray the day would be the day that the sweet Spirit of God would show them their lost condition and they'd trust Christ before it's too late. God, you know my frailties, you know my inabilities. And so, Father, I pray that you would just use me as your spokesman, as your mouthpiece for just a moment. And we'll be careful to give you the honor, give you the glory. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we come to Romans chapter number 10. We, uh, this is many, these verses that we read are very uh, familiar with us if you've been in, been in church any amount of time. And, and um, I, I just want you to think just for a moment as, as we begin to just to think where your life would be had there not been a preacher in your life. Where would you be this morning if it had not been for somebody who loved God, who loved the Word of God, and wanted to spread the gospel message. And all of us today, today can thank, thank a preacher somewhere down the line uh, for us being here this morning. And if it had not been for him and others that have prayed and witnessed and labored, there's, no, there's reality, there's no way that we could even uh, be here this morning. And, this, and as you think about preacher and the, the verses that we read, thinking, dealing with this subject, you think about preachers, there used to be a time where the preacher used to be the most esteemed individual in the community. But now they are oftentimes the most ridiculed, they are oftentimes the most appreciated, appreciated person in the community. There used to be a time in, in our country that where if somebody was telling, telling off-color jokes and the preacher walked in, uh, the joke stopped. There used to be a time in our, in our country to where if, a, if a, you was using language you should not use, when the preacher walked in, the language cleaned up. And um, there again, if you was drinking something, something a little stronger than Dr. Pepper, if the preacher showed up, you put it away. Um, there used to, be, used to be a time when... Now, preachers were very esteemed, but now seemingly because of different situations, and I, I, not all of it is because of the people. Some of it has been because 
people have tried to, uh, preachers themselves have tried to minimize the importance of that part of the of the office and and of the calling that God places upon their life and and I just say thank God for the preacher. But I, I want you to notice in this verse number fourteen as we look at these these verses. Uh, now, first of all, last week we looked at the message of the gospel. In verse number 9 down through verse number 13, uh, these, these present a, pic, uh, a crystal clear picture of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We find that the first thing that it is, is uh, verse number 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, we uh, said last week that word confess means to say the same thing as, so we have to say the same thing about the Lord Jesus that God Himself says. But then there's that of that verse number ten that um, that believing that is with with believing with an heart that is totally uh, completely with everything within yourself you to you have to believe on Jesus Christ. And then verse number thirteen says uh, verse number um, uh, verse number thirteen for whosoever shall call and so the the person has to ask in faith and repentance and. Uh, to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. So we looked at that last week as the message of salvation, but, but I, want to, I want you to notice the method in verse number 14. Now there again, I, I want you to know that this morning that God could have chosen uh, any medium He wanted to to get the gospel message out. You find as you, if you read the, the Word of God and study, you'll find that in the Old Testament, that God used the donkey in Balaam's case uh, to declare the Word of God. You find then later on in the New Testament, when the, the birth of Jesus happened, that He used the, the angels to declare the message to the shepherds. But then even as the, in the Old, in New Testament, then again, you find uh, as Jesus is being, uh, being going through the mock trials, and He is... Uh, uh, going through all that, that he's fixing to go to the cross, and remember, he tells Peter, he says, uh, before before the cock crows three times, uh, you'll have denied me, and and um, the Bible says, and then the the rooster crows the three times, uh, and Peter realizes what he's done, he's denied the Lord, uh, and so it, we find that there's different times uh, in the Word of God that God uses different things. Uh, to accomplish what he wants. By the way, it was a rooster that crowed and woke Peter up, not a hen cackling. That's why I believe it. Don't believe in women preachers. Amen. And um, uh, so that God could have chose any medium uh, that He wanted to uh, uh, to spread the gospel message, but yet God chose through His infinite knowledge and His infinite wisdom. Instead of using angels, instead of using uh, animals, instead of uh, using any other form, uh, God chose uh, for the greatest news ever to be heard uh, was to be carried uh, by people uh, to other people. And so we find in this in this verse, the verse number fourteen, uh, that we that Paul makes is asking the question. Uh, how can people believe on whom they've not heard of? How, how can they call on somebody that they've not, they don't know who to call on? So Paul is asking the question uh, of this is, uh, who's going to be the one uh, uh, to carry the message uh, to that person that has not heard? We could say it, we could say it like this in our day. Who's going to be the one that goes to that kid in the neighborhood 
that does not know about Jesus. How can we expect that kid to call upon Jesus and to be born again if they've never heard anybody tell him about Jesus? What about the people that are in other parts of the world that don't have the technology that we do and don't have the access to all the things that we have the access to? Who's going to go to them and tell them about Christ so that they can call upon Christ? Now, the gospel is for everybody, but reality of it is, is for the gospel to get to everybody, everybody has to go to somebody. And so we find that how's our, how's your, our children, how's your grandchildren, how's your niece, your nephew, your cousin, your coworker, how will they ever get saved if they don't have somebody to tell them the gospel? Now, I don't want you, want you to, uh, to misunderstand what I'm about to say. There again, thank, I thank God for the preacher. I thank God for the call that God puts on men to, uh, to be a preacher. But I think that we have so long and so often uh, uh, misunderstood uh, what this verse says. Uh, and, that, and we're making it say something that it does not say that we have taken the responsibility off of, of the people it's supposed to be on and put it on, the, put it on people that it's not supposed to be on. For instance, a lot of times when we hear, when we hear this verse, our mind automatically goes back to the, to the person that God has specifically put a call upon their life to be a preacher. But you have to understand that this is not what this verse is dealing with. He is not dealing with the office of a pastor. He is not dealing with the call of a preacher. This, this word preacher, if you look up this word preacher, it literally means a herald. It does not, the only qualification to be qualified for, a, for this verse is that you have a voice. This verse is not dealing with, with the call to be a pastor, a call to be a missionary, a call to be an evangelist. This verse is dealing with the personal responsibility of everybody that has been born again. Isn't it easy, to put the, easy for us to put the, uh, uh, the responsibility on somebody else? Well, it, it, that, that's, what a, that's what a pastor is for is to... Get the gospel out. Let me ask you a question. How many pastors are there in most churches? Most churches there's one. But how many members are there? Many. So how can we justify saying that it is one man's job to get the gospel out when he's just one man? And so a lot of times we have in our mindset as we read verse number 14, there again, we're thinking of a calling coming from God. But that is not what this verse is dealing with. This is dealing with, any, this is dealing with anybody that has a voice. There again, the scriptural qualification to be this preacher in verse number 14 is that you have a voice. You say, preacher, I'm old, but do you have a voice? You say, preacher, I, 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 I don't know the Bible like I should, but do you have a voice? 
You say, preacher, I can't do what I used to could. But do you have a voice? If you have a voice this morning, then it is your responsibility to make sure that you are doing your part to, to get the gospel to a lost and dying world. So many people are looking for someone else to do it. They're looking for the preacher to do it. They're looking for the pastor to do it. But reality of it is, is we have to take the responsibility upon each of ourselves and realize that this preacher is just anybody that has a voice that can speak and give the message. Listen, the power is not in, in a person's age. The power is not in a person's education the power is not in a person's uh, a scriptural knowledge. The power of the gospel is found in and through Jesus Christ. And if you have Jesus Christ, you have the power to spread the gospel. You don't have to go to Bible college. You don't have to know the Bible backwards and fronters. You don't have to have a, the a theological degree. You, you know, I, heard, I heard one man, make, a preacher make this statement one time. He said, um, he said a, a, a degree on a preacher is about like the swirl on a pig's tail. It makes the pig look prettier, but it don't add no meat to it. Yeah. <laughs> One time I, I was talking to a, 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 real, a preacher friend of mine, a great mentor of mine, and he, he's got a, he earned his doctorate degree. And I said, One day, I said, I hope that I can go get my doctorate degree. He said, he said But Charlie, don't worry about getting a doctorate degree. He said, what you need to do is you need to go get an intern degree. Yeah. He said, an intern is, what, is the person that cleans up the mess that the doctor makes. <laughs> he said, that's what you need to do is just go get you an intern degree. Reality of it, we, we, we put so many qualifications and so many stipulations, uh, but the only thing you need to tell somebody the gospel is a voice. A lot of times, I, I, you know, it amazes me how many people talk, I think, just to hear themselves talk. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they love to just hear themselves talk. I'm raising one. <laughs> that just, he talks, I think, just because he loves to hear himself talk. But isn't it amazing we can talk about everything with no problem, but when it comes to the gospel, we clam up. I mean, we can talk about the weather, we can talk about fishing, we can talk about hunting. I mean, we can talk to a rank stranger about, about something, I mean, just, I, I mean, carry on a full-blown conversation, but you bring Jesus in the conversation, and boy, we start chucking and spitting and sputtering, don't we? Why is that? So oftentimes the reason that is is because other things are more important than the gospel to us. We see in the message, we see the method, and the method to get the message out is by people. And I want you to notice verse number 15. We see the moving. He says, and how shall they preach? And there again, that word preach means to herald. How shall they preach except they be sent? You, really, you know why a preacher spends so much time trying to 
motivate people to go share the gospel? Because that is what we're supposed to do. You realize, you know, I for the last five months, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, a lot of times I stand up here and I try to motivate us to go out and hand out gospel tracts and invite people to church and try to get and try to do things to to get the gospel in the hands of people is because reality of it is a person cannot get saved if they don't know the gospel. Listen, the only hope for our country is not the next election. The only hope for our country is that we'll have some Baptists that will get off their do-nothings and once again fall in love with Jesus and say, I'm going to try my dead level best every day of my life to tell somebody about somebody who can save anybody. That's the only hope for our country. That's the only hope for our world is for us to quit waiting on somebody else to do something and us say, if nobody else does it, I'm going to do it. I don't have to have education. I don't have to have smarts. I don't have to have it. All I have to have is Jesus in my heart, a voice in my mouth, and the gospel in my heart, and that's what I've got. And so I'm going to give the gospel to people I come in contact with. We don't have to have all the things that so many of us think we have to have. So many times things hinder us from getting the gospel to lost people that lost people absolutely don't care anything about. And with the reason we, we spend so much time trying to encourage and influence and push and prod and beg and plead with people to come to Christ. Is listen is because 2 Corinthians 5 verse number 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. We persuade men. Knowing therefore. The terror of the Lord. We persuade men. And when's the last time hell become a reality to us? Week after week after week after week, preachers and teachers and song directors and everybody that has an aspect of the local church try to rally the troops on Sundays and Wednesdays to send them out in the world with a gospel. And notice what the Bible says about these people who are sent with this gospel. Verse number 15, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, you don't have to believe this. No, it's hard for you to believe this. But my feet ain't pretty. <laughs> this may be something foreign to y'all. But I was raised 
we wash feet in church. And once a year, when we'd have when we'd have communion, we'd always have it the Saturday before Easter Sunday, and we'd have we'd have communion, and we'd wash feet. And when I got old enough to really realize what was going on, I I started clipping my toenails once a year. <laughs> And then I got married and I found out there's such a thing called a pedicure. And so once a year, we'd go get it. The Friday before the Saturday before Easter. So I'd be ready for feet washing. And I'm just telling you, that there's some people I went to church with down through the years I lost a lot of respect for because I think they'd walk barefooted that whole day and then come to church that night and expect me to wash that foot. And you got to hear my wife tell her story the first time she ever done it. But I'm just telling you, I, I, even, I love my wife, but I, I ain't never seen no feet that I thought was beautiful. <laughs> so it's not talking about physical feet. What he talked about when he says how beautiful are the feet of them that preach, it's that, that, it's the wondrous things that those how does a person get to somewhere to tell somebody about Christ? They walk to Him. So the idea is not that of physical feet. The idea is it's the feet that are carrying them to that person. So that which carries them to that person to tell them of the Gospel, that is what it's talking about. We see that of the method. We see that of the moving. Don't you notice the mindset, verse number 16 and 17. But they have not all obeyed, not all obeyed the gospel. For Yahweh saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? Reality of it is, is there's going to be people who don't believe the gospel when you tell them. There's going to be those who reject the gospel when you give it to them. I can, I can remember one particular time I was dealing with an individual and man, the whole time they were just weeping and just you could tell or I, I thought they were very broken over their sin and and I come down to it and I said, would you like to ask Christ to come in to save you? And they said, no. I said, what? They said, no. I said, but did you not understand? They said, no, I understood. I understand every word you said, but I'm just 
not ready. And I thought, how can you not be ready? So I'm just telling you, there's people that's going to reject it. There's people who's going to laugh in your face. There's people who'll just say, oh, that's just a crutch for people. If they want to call it a crutch, that's fine with me. The reality of it is, is I can't live a day without Him. And so if that's what a crutch is, I'll take it. We see the mindset of others. Just as it was in the days of Isaiah, and he asked the question, who, who has believed the report? That nobody's believing what we're saying. And the reality of it is, there's, there's people you're going to come in contact with that won't believe. But notice then, the mindset of us should be verse number 17, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We have to realize that all will not believe, but some will. And if we want people to come to faith in Christ, we have to be willing to continually give them the Word of God. Because that's the only way a person comes to faith in Christ. It's for faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. This morning, I want to ask us, there again, last week we looked at the message. This morning we have looked at the mindset, we've looked at the moving, we've looked at the method. And reality of it is, is even in this town of Shelbyville, Tennessee, is there's a church on every corner. Do you know there's still people that really don't know who Jesus is? I think sometimes we have in our mind that we, that well, they go to church. But not every church has the truth. Amen. Listen, I, I, I'm a Baptist from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. But I'm glad Jesus got a hold of me before the Baptist did. And I'm just telling you, it is not in a denomination in which people find the gospel. Though I am glad that for the most part, Baptists have it right according to the Word of God. But it's not being a Baptist or anything else that ensures a person's eternity. But it is what they have done with the gospel of Christ that ensures a person's eternity. Now, some leader musicians come. I want to ask us this morning. Would you just for a moment consider 
Dear friend, the most important question that you can answer today is this. Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? I hope that the answer to that is yes. But if you don't know, would you reach out to me? I would love to talk with you and pray with you and show you in the scripture how you can know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. My email is preachercharliemc at yahoo.com. Please reach out to me if there's any way that I can help you. Remember, Jesus loves you.